you're looking for professional help, look no further than RAM Accounting and Consulting. Corporate Assurance Tax Services, accounting and consulting services specializing in small business and non-for-profit organizations, personal finance and tax accounting, GST preparation, audit preparation, AGLC compliance and reporting, payroll and compliance services. You can contact them on their website or you can phone them at 403-336-3640. Their website is ramaccounting.ca. Welcome to the Business Life of Husband and Wife podcast. A show based on real experiences in business and life. Hey guys, welcome back. Episode 23 today, I believe. Yeah. Is it 23? 23. Oh, Michael Jordan, there you go. You guys got the good number. It's an MJ's number now, 23. We used to have 23s on the Tahoe. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, so the formats of the show, just so you guys, everybody gets kind of a refresher for our new listeners, is we have couples that come on, is episode kind of like kind of part one, and they come on and they kind of get their backstory, um, explain kind of how they go about things in their business, how they operate as a couple and some of the struggles they go through. And then we have other episodes where we do Q&As, which is Robin and I, so people can submit those questions. And Robin, where can they submit those questions? On the top right-hand corner of our website or through Instagram. Which is what? At business life of husband and wife. Dot CA or dot com. Dot CA. <laughs> Come on, get the ad going. Here we go. <laughs> get in the get in the mode. Welcome. And la- lastly, we have experts and expert guests come on and they kind of explain things in business and uh, they'll help you kind of and help us along the way, kind of just learn some nuances that we need to be aware of when we're operating businesses. And we try and st- kind of streamline that towards couples operating together so they can. Because there's a lot of nuances between like running with a business partner versus with a couple as a couple. So, but today we are joined by. Oh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for well, you, Jared. Thought, oh, it's Jared Traxel <laughs> and Michelle Traxel of Little Fast and Fresh. And where are you guys located? We're at uh, well, we're in Unit 204, uh, 44 Riverside Gate, Okotoks, in, Alberta. In Okotoks. <laughs> yeah, you know all the little like invisible strip mall that's behind yeah. the Shell Station. Yes. We're behind beside Sector and. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's right great. next door to Sector. Yeah, Sector yeah. Six. So we're we have them. They're I'm super excited to have you guys on here because we're we're gonna dive into one you guys and like little fast and fresh your company, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're also gonna dive into how you guys operate your business and how you operate things together <laughs> as a couple and some of the struggles you guys have had. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, we're gonna kind of also the wins. Well, the, the wins are important. <laughs> wins are good. You, you don't they win without struggle. Right? They always come eventually. You don't win without struggle. So, yeah, I'm super excited to have you guys. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Yes. I know yeah. we're sitting us. in a bit of a sweat box <laughs> in, the, in the bunkhouse today. It's insulated for Canada for minus 30, not plus, plus 30. 30. <laughs> yeah. Keeps the heat in. Right? Really keeps the heat in real yeah, good. Really well, yeah. We're getting a healthy detox. Yeah. So we that's what are. we're going to do today. We truly, yeah. truly are. <laughs> As I wipe the sweat from my her, See, her eyes are sweating now. Yeah. So. Okay, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> okay, guys. So let's, let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where and what kind of brought you guys to starting Little Fast and Fresh? And how did you guys kind of get to that point as a couple? Wow. Okay. So yeah, go right to the beginning. How far back do you want to go? Well, we we little fast and fresh kind of came about around 2017. We started to put the ideas together. Yeah. Uh, Jared was the executive chef of three restaurants in the city, and I was home full time with our kids. And I had been in industry about as long as Jared had, and we always wanted to do something for ourselves. We'd been making money for kind of 
everyone else and it was time to go into business for ourselves. And actually our real estate agent, who's a local real estate agent named Tim Jones, who was also a pseudo neighbor, lived a few houses down the street. Well, he helped us get our home. He helped us buy our first house. He ran into me at a coffee shop and he said, I have the craziest thing I want to show you guys. And he took us to our current spot because he was representing that leasehold. And he was like, guys, I think I have something for you. And it had been in edible arrangements for about 13 weeks and they were desperate to lease it because it was about to go into foreclosure. Oh my word. So we walked in and we were like, oh, we can totally do this. And then frantically had to dig 300 yeah. grand out of the ground to try and build a hot kitchen. Nothing and like it, pressure. Just ch nothing chasing like that pressure. pot of gold. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just like, this is a great idea. Yeah. And then it all started, the pieces started to come together. We signed the lease. We managed to get the financing. Um, I did a lot of the build out while Jared was still working. Yeah. Uh, but his, his previous employer was super supportive of the dream, wanted to see us succeed. We're still super close. We're, they're definitely like peers of yeah. ours within the industry. So it was nice to have that safety net where Jared could continue to work while I kind of did the really, the stuff that you're like, oh, I have to wait a week for the plumber to come yeah. do the inspection mm -hmm. and da 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 da. So it was good that we still had a source of income while we were building it. <laughs> and then eventually, it was gone. It was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared quit his job and we developed the menu and we hired yeah. people and we opened the doors. And yeah, but it was not like what it is now. No, not at no. all. When we did our kind of R&D of what we thought we were going to do, so many people were like, we want healthy dinner. That's all we want. We want healthy dinner. Oh. And lunch became a secondary thought for us. So we put all of our energy and resources into like really cool dinners and then oh, yeah. no one wanted them. It was, it was like... <laughs> It was nuts. Yeah, it was, we were it was, doing way too much stuff at first. Yeah, but it was like it was like we were doing like buttermilk whip mashed potatoes oh, to order, so good. and like like Ooh. like good sh good shit. Like yeah. roasted butter. It was like composed mm -hmm. takeout dishes to yeah. take home. Like we had like what five different veggie yeah, options. Yeah, we had lots of stuff that you could kind of like mix, mix and, and match to build oh, your own okay. dinner, and it it did well. But as soon as people well started having yeah, as soon as people started having lunch. They would come in and be like, "Hey, can I just get a sandwich?" And so at we dinner ended, time. at dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up just ixing dinner completely, sh shifting the whole model to focus more on just daytime. Yeah, food sandwiches, service. wraps, and, and bowls, and things like that. And we haven't really looked back. Yeah, it, well, it's and it's it's progressed so much mm -hmm. from that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there was, it was so crazy. Well, yeah. I think of like the first version, thing, the first version of the yeah. th stuff we did, and even like some of the pictures really early in our like Instagram, like the first few. Yeah. It's you nuts. look back and you're oh, like, yes. you're like, <laughs> like, oh, man, it's, it's, uh, one of the ones was this like the roasted, uh, it was a charred red cabbage oh, that's so basted good. in its own juices with like, was an apple gastric, mm -hmm. uh, Oh, the hell! Walnut praline it and like so fresh delicious. bay leaf, wow, so uh, lovage and stuff like like, like now it's that we're like talking about it. We should like maybe fancy, like recircle like, <laughs> back to this. Get that in like a super nice like sit down yeah. restaurant, but it yeah. was like takeout versions mm -hmm. of it. It was really good, but it makes sense because it's mm -hmm. like the, we wanted it to be more of like it was like the right menu, wrong yeah, time, yeah, kind of thing. And it was all part of the learning experience, absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. But. I think it was one of those things where like a bunch of pieces kind of pushed us in the direction of doing the restaurant. And if the money hadn't worked out and the space hadn't worked out and all that kind of stuff, we would have never done it oh, yeah. and yeah. it would have stayed a pipe dream, but it was 
one of those things where you're like, okay, universe, I get it. I will go <laughs> for it and we will put it together. And yeah. Now, now we're like, we're who, four and a who half was years. that? Where are they now? Yeah. Can, they, can they come <laughs> back? I want to I I have a word with them. <laughs> <laughs> a couple words. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how it all kind of came about and, and yeah. started. Do you guys want to just give everybody listening kind of um, like a kind of a, a Coles notes on what Little Fast and Fresh is just so they oh, have yeah, a kind of a sure. background? Yeah. So yeah. It, it's really just healthy fast food was really the whole premise. It's just real food made fast and convenient. Uh, so a lot of our menu offers dietary options for people with different food allergies. We have tons of vegan stuff, tons of veggie stuff, tons of meat eater stuff. We yeah. buy a lot directly from farm. We work with a lot of Alberta providers and that was really, really important to us. Yeah. So we're a more premium product, but we back that up with premium content. Yeah, we make everything mm-hmm. in-house from our like yeah, from- our mayos that derives from to all of our other dressings and things in house and we make you know, we lo- local vegetables when they're in season and we support like yeah like the, even but, like the where we mm-hmm. get our greens this hydroponic mm-hmm. operation we get them all year round and they're great mm-hmm. um we order a lot just, of stuff through just down the road in kind of alberta terms. Oh, well, like it's still always away yeah gallimax is a hour, like a collective a of different yeah. farms and vendors that they um uh what's the word for they like they it's expedite it all for so yeah, co-op, everything yeah. kind of comes to one landing spot and we're able to buy from a number of Alberta farmers. Yeah. And that was really important to us when we put it together because we lived in Okotoks for quite a while before we decided to do a restaurant. And we found ourselves often leaving Okotoks due to our dietary needs. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted something that kind of checked all our own boxes because we were like, if we want it, other people probably want it as well. Yeah. And built kind of around that philosophy. Oh, yeah. It's like... like- you can have dairy. Yeah. I will eat everything. The kids, <laughs> the kids will only have a buttered noodle yeah. and maybe a quesadilla. Like yeah. that, and that's the thing is like we just wanted a little something for everybody. Yeah. And so we have healthy things on the menu, but we have unhealthy burger. things too. Fun stuff because you got to have fun stuff too. Yeah, you need to have those so, options. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So something for everybody. That's that's the main thing: mm-hmm. gluten free, dairy free, vegan, vegetarian, and really caring about those customers requests right Mm -hmm. like oh i'm i have an allergy to dairy or i have an allergy to gluten or whatever it might be we just work around to like really make sure that they're taken Mm -hmm. care of and that's that's the gist of it Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah i think that's the gist of it that's pretty much that's great i was gonna say that's the cold notes that was cold notes just so everybody kind of understands the concept and kind of where you guys are headed so your background then like are you a sous chef or where does oh, it go? I've been a chef for... Because you're talking all these like fancy like chef terms. Yeah, I was... Uh, <laughs> so um, in we, we moved to Vancouver uh, after Michelle graduated. Mm-hmm. And I was a sous chef at a restaurant in um, Yale Town for three years? Four, yeah, like three or four, four years, years, something like that. Um, which was a great opportunity and great experience. And we moved to Calgary in 2008... Uh, I worked at this this place downtown where I ended up meeting like actually a lot of industry pals that I still connect with today. <laughs> but I got a really great opportunity to move from there to the Calgary Golfman Country Club for four years, where I got to like it was it's, it's incredible at the time. It was like mm-hmm. the uh, it's just an incredible place place to work and and well, all and the, the different the like the head chef yeah there, the mentorship he competes uh, in international competitions yeah. he's he's one of those chefs he's, like when, he's a big name yeah. in the city and especially with a lot of the 
um, other bigger name chefs in the city. He was like a mentor to them. So to be able to be there and have him as my mm-hmm. mentor, incredible. And as well in that place, great team. And I still connect with pretty much everybody that I That's worked incredible. with at the time. Yeah. So from there, I went to uh, Blue Star Diner and Dairy Lane Cafe. Uh, Michelle was serving at Dairy mm-hmm. Lane. For how long were you there for? I can't even remember, like remember. a year and a half, two years. But that like was that. like our place to go eat. When yeah. we moved to Calgary, we would like go there together for brunch. Mm-hmm. And Shane, the owner, would be like serving tables and he would know our name and you'd know what our order was. It was just, it was such, just a such a good, good feel. Vibe yeah. It. It's a truly a Calgary institution. It's absolutely. So I started working there and, and we were having some problems keeping chefs. And so I half jokingly was like, I know a guy. <laughs> you should. <Yeah. laughs> would you consider this guy? And then. Uh, Shane had met him a few times through events via me. And when I suggested it, he was like, I think that might be a really good idea. And then five years later. Yeah. And it was, with, yeah, it was with them for five years. We opened Cannabale um, bar and barbershop beside blue star in Bridgeland. And like, they're still going. It's great. Like yeah, it's still I, going strong. I love, love them so much. And we're still, still really connected. <laughs> and we're still really tight with Shane and Jody. Yeah. They're great. And then, yeah. Uh, so I was there for five years, executive chef at those three places and and then i decided to just pull the rug out from my we really didn't like stability and consistent paychecks yeah yeah. so So there's a good transition question for you how was that transition once you pulled the rug out from you under yourself and you're like well it's either gonna go broke or go you know go home kind of thing here oh it's a completely different feel Mm -hmm. like uh, being you know in charge of having the responsibility of making sure that someone else's business is thriving is a big responsibility but uh to then it be there's no say you know there's no net anymore no it is what it is and you're responsible for other people's lives everybody else now yeah Yeah. so uh it's you know just another learning experience we've always Mm -hmm. been super diy yeah Open to Punk all the things. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what have you? What yeah. have you guys learned? Like, what? Have, what was some of your biggest lessons in those years of yeah, like getting startup in that phase. startup phase? Oh man. Um, well, I think we were really fortunate because we got to learn yeah. a lot of tough lessons using someone else's money. So we hit the ground <laughs> running a little differently than some other people. So. I remember when we even put our business plan together and we started putting the pieces together, our lenders were like, oh my gosh, you guys are so much further along than other people. I'm like, yeah, because I really screwed up when I opened so-and-so's business. <laughs> so I know not to do that. Yeah, we, yeah that's of, right. Because you yeah. you helped, like, you were, or, we both have been kind of starting line staff for new projects that, uh, well, mm. someone else had hired us on to do. Okay, so That's great experience. Yeah, that. just yeah. to see yeah. the 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 bumps and, and, you know, clunkiness that has to be ironed mm-hmm. out. Cause there's always lots of it. Yeah. And think, a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. And I think the biggest yeah. lesson that I learned kind of previous to little was to expect the unexpected. And like yeah. that first few days of service is going to go terribly. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. So you don't, <laughs> you don't get like pie eyed. Cause I, I do find that a lot when people start their own business, they get kind of this like pie in the sky and what's it going to be like when I'm a millionaire and they yeah. forget to like actually operate their business. <laughs> yeah. So I remember that first day we decided to like only do a short service that night. And I walked in 
bright and early, like the sun wasn't even up, pulled like a 16 hour day to get everything going. And I went, I was, I had that kind of paranoid. I should check the printers to make sure like our, our bill printers are working. Nothing worked. Internet didn't work. Phone line didn't work. Like nothing could have gone worse. Yeah. And the whole, like I had spent so much time setting up this Wi-Fi network and I remember trying to call and troubleshoot and they were like, oh, you'll just have to manually plug them in. And we had to literally like install a hard line Oh yeah, through the roof. No, no, no through like the you, ground. Through the ground. Oh my god! We had to like so reconnect the like. It was what the hell is it? The Ethernet the Cat Five? The hell thing? I don't know. We had to like go buy a special little crimper thing with the thingies and put the wires in. I don't know what the hell they did. I've never done that ever before. But we did it. But we did it and got it all set up, and it's still still working. That was knocking on wood. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff of like, I'm so thankful that I got to make mistakes with other people's business. I think it would be a part of of, those mistakes. I just like, like, you know, solely like responsible for the mistakes, but just to see them and be Mm -hmm. involved in the resolutions of those. And we started our restaurant on like a shoestring because I had seen so many people who had dumped so much money into the front end and then their kitchens were really weak and they weren't able to produce as much food. And I just knew we needed to move away from that. So I remember when we first opened, it was so underwhelming in the front of house because we didn't spend a ton of money on Mm -hmm. fit and finish, but we were producing so much so quickly that we were able to kind of like you know, fix some of the stuff along the way and, yeah. and change well, some stuff and do yeah, all the things. Getting well, that's coffee easy stuff to upgrade and, as you go, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Whereas was, the back end like, seems yeah. permanent. It's so if you are opening a business, yeah. don't spend all your money making it look super pretty. No. Make sure that the functionality of your business actually work. works. Yeah. So. yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So. And like, get good internet. If I could go back <laughs> in time, I would. That, yeah. <laughs> that was the one. Especially... When that's the source of your income. Totally. And, it, you <laughs> yeah. know, we live in a super internet-dependent business time. Like, people yeah. don't realize all new innovative business is going to have an element of tech to it. And yeah. specifically with the food industry. And bad internet is, like, the bane of my existence. Oh, the, <laughs> that was a the huge part of it was just streamlining and making things efficient mm-hmm. by using technology and stuff. So, like, we... You know, we were probably, I think we were the first in Okotoks or maybe Alberta to use Chow Now, the yeah, online we the, ordering we platform. Yeah, we were the first in Alberta. Yeah. So we were like, you know, we can answer the phone. Great. We can take an order over the phone. We can do walk-in orders. That's great. But uh, we want something easier for people mm-hmm. who are like busy. And that's what the, like the back to the whole, what it's about. It's the roots of the whole thing. It's just like lifestyle restaurant. Mm-hmm it fits into your busy lifestyle or your not busy lifestyle or your dietary lifestyle or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. Lifestyle restaurant has been the like kind of hinge of what I've, 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 I think of when I when it's a little fast and fresh. So yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good though. Mm -hmm. I like that though. Like, because that makes a lot of sense though. Cause I, we were thinking, I was even thinking earlier, like we've been there a couple times Mm-hmm. I don't go there very often because we never get to leave here. <laughs> we basically live, live live at the other shop or in here now. But um, I was even thinking that like it is super handy because you can go in and the options there for everybody like anything you want. Yeah. You said well, if you're it's so fast. 
Most sometimes, yeah, most sometimes so and get like, a little. Sometimes we get a lot of bills simultaneously, and but we still try yeah. our best for sure. Yeah, like that's. Well, you guys got quite a few staff now. Like, how many do. how many we people do. are working with you guys now? Uh, we have ten staff 10. now. Yeah, nice. which so, is the most staff then, I think we've ever had. And they're almost all full time uh, right yeah, now. Like they're kind of transitioning, like yeah. free quarter time. Yeah, yeah. So. it really depends, right? What yeah. what sales are like and what what the volume what we're doing. Um. And it depends on what's going on in the town. Like, yeah, really, 100%. like it just really depends on what what the vibe is, what's going on. Because mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's uh, not someone us. else. Oh, they uh, just edit that out. <laughs> uh, uh, is that our children? Them. No, that's no, it's not me. That's you. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Indy. Sorry, our children are trying to FaceTime their father. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. Kid check. Kid yeah. check. Yeah. <laughs> And that's business with your kids. <laughs> We're not going to edit this part out either. No, that's you fine. That's cool. It's just that that's what happens when you've got kids, right? So yeah. you guys and got how many? We have two kids and we, for some reason, decided it was a good idea to open a restaurant while one was two and one was four. Don't do that. Wait until they're older. <laughs> that's, that's another. They're not like, really self-sustainable like yet. No. And the, the, the international kid shuffle is not a fun game. Like the, yeah. okay, they're in this place till this time. And then we have to shuffle them to someone else. And then. Yeah. So how does that yeah. work? Cause I don't think we've ever just like actually got into that with other couples on the show is like, how do you guys deal with that? Like running business and then you've got your kids because we don't have kids, mm-hmm. right? We just have our business and mm-hmm. wrote a book and we've done other things with her because we mm-hmm. have the time to do it, right? You, you guys wouldn't have the same, like nope. it, you guys, the no. kids take up a ton of time, right? They do take up a ton of time. So how do you guys balance that? Like what's... More so a lot of the kids stuff, I don't want this to sound sexist or whatever, but a lot of the kids stuff falls on me. It was my role before the restaurant. Uh, so when we sat down and talked about the restaurant, the priority was to get me out of the shop as quickly as possible. So my mm-hmm. flexibility was of the utmost importance. Like I needed to be off the schedule as quickly as possible. I was additional labor, not relied upon labor um, because it's Murphy's law that like the day you're super short staffed at two o'clock in the morning, your kid's going to start puking and then who's going to run your business. So that was something that was super important. And we were working towards that before COVID hit and before everything kind of shut down. So I was at least in a position where I wasn't like quote unquote needed for day-to-day operations. I was Mm -hmm. able to take a lot of that home and do it offsite. Uh, And then that freed me up to be able to be home with them when they were out of school. We chose to homeschool um, for a few different reasons. Our our youngest has some health stuff going on, so she didn't get cleared to go back to school. And then also, my kids don't do well with the inconsistent. They're like kids who really like to be scheduled. So going in and out of school was was no good for mm-hmm. our oldest. And yeah. so we chose to homeschool and it actually made the business a lot easier to operate because then I wasn't reliant on the schools being open or all the different circumstances. Yeah, we created were able a to schedule get... them for you as well. Yes, yeah. correct. Uh, and I, I knew what my limits were then at that mm-hmm. point versus some of my other peers who were like, oh my God, my kids are out of school for two and a half weeks and I don't know what to do right now. And <laughs> it becomes kind of chaos. Well, it, when we ha- when we first started, like it was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll be there in the morning and then I got to leave yeah. and you, I'm going to go get the kids and I'm going to move them here and I'm going to come back and yeah. then uh, you have to watch them. And, you, and it was just like, it was this is nuts. Chaos. Yeah. It was chaos. It was, it was nuts yeah. for a while. And then you find too that your, your home starts to fall apart because there is something 
you know, you kind of have to pick either your homes really together or your business is really together. It's really, really hard to have both yeah. going really well. And at some point, like everyone needs clean underwear. So one of us had to prioritize just day to day life. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was easier for me to step out, especially because Jared is the backbone of the food. The food is the entire business. We needed somebody there who was doing that. Uh, so we were able to kind of divide and conquer. And I think that's part of why it worked. And then we were able to manage the pandemic. And then I've had a bunch of health stuff going on. So poor Jared was single parent and business owner because I <laughs> literally was just in the hospital for almost three weeks. Yeah, for three oh, weeks. Lord. So yeah. poor Jared was, it was doing nuts. it all. It was <laughs> but pretty, pretty having wild. those systems in place yeah. made it kind of possible. to And a good team. That. Yeah, like a good team is 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 so important. A positive, Absolutely. like healthy workplace mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I can't even. It's been a really important part. Like everywhere yeah. I go, if you have a really good team and a good workplace and good, just you know. Uh, Good connection connections with everybody. And, yeah, like, and we don't tolerate fuddy duddy stuff. Like, we've yeah. let people go because they've been kind of ignorant towards other people or yeah. said something that resulted in it being a really hostile work yeah. environment. We're like, there's the door. See yeah. you later. And, and culture's so important, totally. especially Absolutely. when you're a yeah. small brand. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're the people who are representing us in our community yeah. and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But we also have exceptional retention so our average is about two years and in the food industry that's that's incredible that's nuts and they never leave because they hate us they leave because like oh i'm moving to lethbridge to go to school or i got an opportunity that we really can't match as a small business so they move on to kind of the next phase of Mm -hmm. what they're doing which having all those pieces is is really the only way that we could be decent parents and still <laughs> operate the business. So yeah, I want to go back just a little bit. Cause I did have a question about, so you got, you went to home, like I homeschooled mm-hmm. uh, grade one, two, and I can't remember if I, no, grade one and two for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that for, was hugely flexible for my mom too. Cause my dad, he was on a government horse ranch, so I could go out and like be a kid and totally run around and do whatever with him. And then at night go and do school stuff. And then mom had time to you know, do other things. Cause there was two of us, myself and my sister. So for you guys running a business, cause they didn't really run a business. They were kind of on a ranch. So it's, it's mm-hmm. similar, but a little bit different. Right. Cause I think fa- find that farm families have that just like couple couples always work together. Mm-hmm. It's not really out of yeah. the norm to see, you know, a lot of co-working going on. Yeah. So for you guys with homeschooling as a decision, does that make a big difference in your guys' ability to like you know, go back and forth and be able to bring the kids to work if you needed to, or Mm -hmm. make those adjustments. Like how did that, how did that work? Just so people can kind of get a, an idea of it versus just traditional school, which is like what, eight 30 to three or something now. And, and so our kids want to transition and try and go back to school again for next year. And I'm a little bit dreading it because the flexibility that we had in homeschool and with Jared's schedule, we were able to do school when Jared was working be a family when Jared was home. If I needed to do something, I was able to just kind of like drop the kids off. We could go have fun. We could take school with us places, get out of the house. And especially during the pandemic, it was so hard to just like go do anything. But having the kids home during the day, we were able to take them to like the library because there was less people. And it's like nobody there. Take them to the science center. Yeah. Nobody there. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff that we kind of took for granted. And then we found that having them home when their peers were kind of having that inconsistent time, our kids have kind of surpassed some of their peers educationally because we were able to 
stay consistent. I thought I was the worst teacher in the entire world. And then I talked to some other people and they're like, she's multiplying. I'm like, yeah, like I, <laughs> you know, like we got there. Were you a bad student in school? Um, I like, was. Like I a C student? No, I no? was like a gifted student. You're so, <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. a bad teacher. I was like, it would be like me teaching. I was a C minus. Like if I can get 62.5 to university, like cruise. Get me get, through that. C's get degrees, right? so don't even worry Clint about it. Clint is living proof of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But it was, it's, we also were really fortunate because we were using a really, really good homeschool program because there's one here in town that gave us every resource we could ever need. And even when my health stuff was happening, um, our kids' homeschool teachers were doing kind of extra classes with them, keeping them up to date, helping Jared take over. Uh, but it was like it's so easy to do that we were able to kind of both jump in and out of it uh, and remember where we were and the mm-hmm. kids really enjoyed it. And then on days where no one was feeling it, we could just not feel it and we could just hang out and have kind of a lazy day and and time it differently. Because I personally, even from my own experience of school, I found that there was a lot of wasted time where you're being kind of shuttled from one activity to another activity. And then you have to stop that activity for a break time. Whereas our girls could just hammer through stuff. Like if they were really getting it, mm-hmm. they could just do it and they could focus on it and they could deep dive on stuff. And if it was something that they kind of grasped really quickly, we could just blow through it and move on to something else that they weren't really understanding. So that was nice. And then I'm really, really fortunate and a huge part of why our business works is because Jared really respects me as a mom and as a business partner. So on days when I'd be like, hey, I'm putting my phone away. I'm focusing on the kids. If you need anything, you're kind of SOL. You're going to have to figure it out yourself. Uh, And he respected that. And vice versa, we were able to kind of, if they were in the weeds, I could do the pickups. I could do the kind Mm -hmm. of extra things and catch up with the kids later. And I liked being able to connect as a family and the kids you know, they got to have breakfast every morning with dad because they weren't rushing out the door at 7.45. And they were able to have have whole days with him during the week when normally they would be in school. So it'll be interesting to see the difference when they go back. Mm-hmm. They are older now and they're a lot more independent. So I think it'll be a bit easier. But for that kind of like grade one, grade two, grade three, like I, I actually really enjoyed it. And I'm really glad we got the opportunity because pre COVID, I was like, not a chance. (laughs) I am not homeschooling these kids, get them out of here as fast as possible. And the last person that should be trusted with, with their education. (laughs) And then now that we've done it, I was like, oh, that was actually enjoyable. And they're like, they're even like the the stuff that they wouldn't be doing it like they're like Georgia's skateboarding oh, and yeah. and Indy's yeah. like art and yeah. just the, those types of focuses that they really like mm-hmm. to focus on like yeah you take them into the city and and they could both skate at the compound for mm-hmm. four hours yeah and just just you know be kids, be kids. like they just really right? got the like you can't to be kids and yeah. you can't really get that back so you can't break midday at, at the regular yeah. school to go skate for a few yeah. hours right and just, well and you never so. forget those stories as kids like totally. you remember like no. we all have them remember yeah. going like your parents would take you somewhere like you just would get into mischief with your like my cousin and me used to be do dumb shit all the time together <laughs> we still do dumb shit well yeah we still do it's kind of like a running theme but we used Good. to just get out together and like cause yeah. cause little cause little problems on the ranch yeah. or whatever but we yeah. were outside just being just kids playing, yeah and you still kids. remember that for and it and ever. It's, it was really nice to be able to like bake 
a few times a week and cook every day. And, and, you know, our oldest now, her big thing that she does to kind of contribute to the house is she makes lunch every day and she's got enough kitchen skills that she can feed everybody. So you probably were a lot of the homeschooling was practical skills too, it I'm assuming, It really right? was. And like her and I would sit and sew and we would we would do stuff that she would have never been exposed to. And even her, you know, she's reading at an advanced level, whereas when we first got her home at the kind of, you know, March 2020, she couldn't read. And we were like, oh, okay, what's going on here? And now she's reading at an above level. She loves reading. It's something yeah. that she's really passionate about. But we didn't make it like a thing. There wasn't a ton of pressure. Mm -hmm. We were able to get daily reading lessons with her. It was one of those things where it's kind of the the bright side of the pandemic, I guess. But as a business owner, if you are working really well with your partner, you know you're going to have a ton of admin to do anyways. You're going to need to sit in an office. So your kid might as well be doing homeschool and be able to be like, hey, mom, can you help me with this? It was tricky when they both couldn't read and they needed a lot of hands-on stuff but the course load is so short that you could kind of spend that like two hours with your kid doing homeschool stuff and then you could do your admin stuff and they could just go play and just go be kids Mm -hmm. so and you guys are you guys kind of both really good at just taking a task and just going by yourself like are you because me and robin like we kind of divide and conquer so i don't know how you guys work with that because it kind of like we're pretty much we like we'll work together and we'll chat Mm-hmm. And we'll just communicate like in the morning or the on, the the week, on the way home, beginning of the week or whatever. And then like a lot of it's just like quick little, hey, okay, yeah. And like, like quick, check-ins. Yeah. yeah. And then divide and conquer. Sort of. Sort of. I, I think you, <laughs> I, I feel like we complement each other in, in that regard where I'll have an idea of something <laughs> and I'll just start reeling away on it. Yeah. Just and going. she'll be able to see like what I'm trying to do do like, or, or like the, the picture I'm trying to explain yeah. and be like, okay, well, how are you going to get to that point? We need yeah. to do this and this and this. And be like, Oh yeah, you're totally like, she yeah. really so you're good the at visionary and you're yeah. the behind really, the scenes. Kind, yeah, yeah. Say, it makes it way better yeah. than I could have, than I could ever think of it in my own mind. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the big thing that I really appreciate about our partnership is just like, uh, we can have, she'll bounce ideas off of me and I'll throw ideas off of her. And we just kind of riff on those things and they grow into mm-hmm. like better things. And then I things. write a really long to-do list. And, and you write like, a really oh. long to-do list. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go <laughs> walk the dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't actually want to do this anymore. <laughs> yes. Now that it's on paper yeah. and task oriented. Yes. I, I know that. I know that feeling quite well. Our yeah. dynamic yeah, is very, very similar. similar. But I'm like, this would be such a good idea. And she's like, and list of things why it might, and you need to be prepared to do. And I'm like, mm, yeah, not so no. much. That's a little yeah. bit more. And that's, Moving on. Six hour project is actually a 60 hour project. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. sounds all fun and romantic until you get to all the, the, nuts, the nuts and bolts, and bolts of it. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like really unsexy side of what we do. Like, yeah, it's great that we have pretty instagram pictures and people come in and they get their product and they're like oh my gosh it's so delicious but it's just pure chaos on the other side of the wall there's a a whole lot of of systems and things in place to like there's a lot of moving to happen a A lot lot of moving parts and there's so much like i've always felt like as a chef and as someone in the food industry it's our job to uh like mitigate all the inconsistencies Mm -hmm. like down this kind of uh funnel so that on the other on the receiving end of it you're getting 
you get the same thing. And Consistent. But on Everyone's our end, it's like... smile on our face and we're just oh, so happy to be there while like nothing <laughs> showing yeah. up. Three people called in sick. Like, yeah, no there's all sorts of nonsense chaos, happening on like, the other enjoy end. Enjoy your lunch. But Everything's on, fine. But yeah. on the customer's end, they're like... <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like great all the time. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. So they're much. so nice. As we're like Running a business like, is oh, amazing. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Whose idea was this? No. <laughs> Whose idea was it? Oh. Collective. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Jared's really famous saying whenever I have a idea that for sure is going to bite us in the butt later on is trust your gut. And he yeah. knows that I'm just going to do it because my gut is telling yeah. me to do it. And then it'll yeah. go bad. And he'll be like, "You, I told you. I'm like, you did not tell me anything. You told me to trust my gut. Yeah. And that's how we got a second dog. I got to stop. <laughs> I got to stop saying that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. That's true. So how do you guys like deal with like the stresses of operating a business? Like, do you so guys do different? therapy. <laughs> But uh, in what form? Yeah, in what form? What kind of therapy? <laughs> yeah. like, there's there's lots of different versions of therapy. Oh so, no, like yeah. I legit have a therapist. Okay. Uh, Jared would play a lot of music, do kind of like creative outlety stuff, mm-hmm. lots of drawing. Yeah, like, do a I lot don't of play art. much music anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, drawing or like I like to work out. I just, mm-hmm. We have a oh, home yeah. gym, so that's like I need I need yeah, that. But, yeah. In in my week to just have a bit of like me time doing that. But like, it's, it's been different, different levels of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's not always, it's not always the same stress or struggle. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it changes and it, 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 and it affects you differently. Like when we first opened, I still have this, like, you know what I'm going to say. You know exactly what I'm going to say. This like, this just like dreadful PTSD, misery of like staring out the front windows into an empty parking lot and just standing there like on the end of like in the kitchen i feel like i don't want to get choked up up. but it 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 was like it's like why did i do this yeah opening a business is stressful what a terrible terrible decision this was and then i used to nighttime daily like stress vomit like when we first opened it would have like like our (laughs) front of house person the person in the front would be sitting there like looking at me like what What do i do do? i was like you can't do anything like there's nothing for you to do yeah and it's like you know you have all these things that people call and they're like hey do you want to put a ad on the backside of a receipt no no you want to put an ad in the paper no reads it you want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and it's like no offense to Western those things. Like, no. it might work for some businesses, but yeah. come on, like, not yeah, many anymore. And also, yeah. oh, how much does it cost? We're an uh, independent small business just yeah, opened up, have, and we have we have zero. like fourteen cents. Like, we have any free options? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like uh, social media. Obviously, it, everybody uses it. I, it has been clutch, real clutch in just yeah. finding our. Even as of just, I think recently in the last few years, really finding our voice on there mm-hmm. and and using that as not just a platform for like this is what we do. Here's a th- picture of a food. It's like having fun with it and, yeah. and 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 being more of a like character mm-hmm. associated with that. Right. I think yeah. that's that's the most important part. Is just be, being. Uh, people being able to connect well, with I, you I on a human like level, and you do use it as a way of kind of like making the day better like yeah when you're struggling oh yeah a bit, absolutely you'd be like i'm just gonna make a funny reel and then i go to the bank and the bank is like i love your husband yeah He's so funny and i'm like yeah it works that like, stuff come is, get lunch yeah. the fun stuff in that is like that's that's why i like businesses and that's mm-hmm. why i like certain 
things, right? Like, that's why I like certain bands or mm-hmm. or companies that do whatever it is, right? I like it because of the a lot of the time it's because of the the vibe they're the giving vibe off, they're giving or, like, kind yeah, of like the, the, whatever relatable content, like, like Johnny Cupcakes and stuff yeah, like that. Like, totally. there's, there's all these things that have these like cool like draw in part that I really appreciate. And I'm like, I'm sure there's people out there that feel the same mm-hmm. way. So doing something fun. Yeah. And that might make someone laugh or yeah. smile yeah. or just like make some. It, and then it's just, it just like makes the trauma of actually having yeah, it just and does it, not feel so extreme. And you can paint <laughs> you over get that your misery. Creative outlet, yeah. right? As yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that creative outlet's huge. Yeah. Because yeah. Rob and I are doing the same thing. We're just kind of playing with like TikTok now and yeah. getting the reels out better and like putting your face on camera. Cause totally. you're like, and even the podcast, like we're talking and you listen, like, listening to yourself is awful. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. It sounds yeah. like that on the other side of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I love really? that you say that. And yet you like fronted a band for years and saying, <laughs> I, I still hear it in my head and hearing it on the other side. Yeah. It's weird. You're right. It's fun. <laughs> but it's it's a good thing to get over because, like, mm. you're growing as you're learning, right? Well, so, yeah. I feel like if you're a shy person, maybe don't open a business because you have to become – you really, truly have to become a public speaker. You have to be willing to talk on – give an elevator pitch at a moment's notice. Like, people constantly ask you about your business. Or mm-hmm. my personal fave is they'll walk up to me and be like, six months ago I ordered something and you forgot the sauce and it was terrible and you have to figure out how to navigate that conversation without exploding a little bit. And it's it's a lot. So you have to be able to put yourself out, sell yourself, because that's a, it, I would argue it's the biggest piece of it. Like it's a huge have piece, the best but it's, it's what puts you, you apart from, like, yeah. a, a corporate... Yeah, joint Anything, right. Like, yeah. there's mm-hmm. nobody for the Opa Suvlaki doing. Yeah, you know, talks. like there's a yeah. character for right. You know, it, it's it's yeah. honestly it's kind of like an old school thing. It's like the Colonel and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, like having truly. someone there or Mr. Pizza Head for Pizza Hut. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, like all that stuff. It's, it's just being drawn in for for mm-hmm. something that isn't just the food or whatever well, I think it people be, are looking right? for that too. Yeah. And like we go back to COVID, like the experience was lost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now Absolutely. you're looking for that vibe. You're yeah. looking for that experience, yeah. that cool, like what 94 to kick the cake, take the cake. Wow. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why, the, again, I told you guys <laughs> at the beginning really of the episode, hot. I'm going to do something, but I'm <clears throat> going to get dyslexic here and com- confuse myself. But, um, what they did with their 2d, Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Totally. So just, like, just have making it a, stu- a vibe yeah. to go yeah, into, but even fun. if on social media, like if you if your personality's got that kind of vibe mm-hmm. that people kind of can jive with, and they're like, "Man, I really like that," they'll come to you, and they'll yeah. be a loyal, loyal customer for totally. a long, long time. Well, and ultimately, it's going to draw on the clientele that you're looking for, anyways, exactly. yeah. right? And yeah. that's a huge part of it. Like, it, I definitely love the Western Wheel. I think what they do is really important. Totally. But there was Didn't definitely to, times uh, <laughs> where we right. featured in the Western yeah. Wheel, and we would get a whole slew of new customers who were not our customers, not, yeah. and they hated us, and they hated our price point, they hated our location, they. Hated our parking lot and we'd be like please stop mm. featuring us in the western <laughs> yeah. we love you guys but it's wrong just crowd let's just keep it us. word of mouth yeah right? so you kind of have to be strategic whereas other businesses yeah. you know stuff like doing the different markets and the different events like it works so well for them is terrible for us yeah. i have no idea why it doesn't translate it just doesn't and you just yeah. have to figure out right? you figure out what works sure. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you guys are in a completely different niche than the, the average mm-hmm. shop, really. Like, yeah. you can, yeah. can like what Thank you guys you. are serving for quality of food, right? No, it's like it's the truth it's though. Like the quality of what you're getting yeah. for how quickly 
like people's lead times and stuff are mean nothing to me anymore, but cause it's like, yeah, whatever. It's going to be 24 months. Like it's yeah. fine if it like, but if it's awesome when you get it, yeah, people are always going to come back to that. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Right. So there's a lot about what you guys are doing on that from my perspective that like the food is what drives it. Mm-hmm. Longview oh, totally. Steakhouse. Yeah. If yeah. Anyone's totally. Heard of, totally. What, what they've yeah. done when they were in the little shack in Longview. Yeah. And, yeah. Just the food is what drove, like the atmosphere uh-huh. was just like a little rundown shack. You, yeah. yeah. You, there's, yeah. You know, there's the odd situation where you can have really incredible marketing image and, and branding, food. but not the often. but the product is not good, but for some reason it's still super hype and I don't really understand how that happens. Yeah. There are situations where that's mm-hmm. real, but in a in a, you know, a small town or I mean like even in Calgary or something yeah, like independent, independent like places. you got to you got to back it up. Mm-hmm. You got to back it up with what with doing. what you're doing. You got to yeah. You have to have something Not bad, <laughs> something to back it up with. So yeah, yeah. And no, I think that's that's kind of interesting what you guys are doing. I think, like I said, I really appreciate what you guys are bringing Thank to you. like to the town and like the food that you guys provide is awesome. Me and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> so people, people, people need to go there. So where, where can they find you guys again? Uh, it's two hundred four forty four Riverside Gate. We're kind of in behind Denny's and behind the Shell, just off Southridge Drive, right next to Sector Six Affluence. And what what kind of dishes should they expect when they get there? Uh, amazing. We let, yeah, let, so, like, they're amazing. But let's let's get let's get down to it. Yeah, so let's get a few things. I would say our definitely our most popular item is our banh mi sandwich. We have a few different options of it, so you can do it as like a sandwich, a wrap, a bowl. You can do it vegan, vegetarian, etc. Et yeah, it's like our take on the, like a, a Vietnamese sub. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not, not a like traditional Vietnamese sub, but before we opened the shop, we, I would come home from the city from working all day, <laughs> driving an hour, like almost an hour at each direction sometimes in the <laughs> yep. winter, and be like, "Man, I just want a Vietnamese sub." <laughs> and so we opened a restaurant so we yeah. could do it, <laughs> and it <laughs> but, just took off. And then like so many people have modified item. it, yeah. and it's become really their own thing. You can do it with like the cauliflower and yeah, falafel, the cauliflower and the falafel. That we Make both those things in house, yeah. uh, or you can do it with um, our fried tofu tossed in the lemon grass sauce. sauce. It's so nice. good. Or you can do it with chicken. That one's super popular. We have tons of different bowls, lots of different salads. We always have soups going. That we make all that stuff in house. Yeah. Our smash burgers really hype. Well, we, yeah, and that's the thing is like a lot of the stuff was is new because mm-hmm. of COVID. COVID and all the pandemic <laughs> stuff, which is like. I mean, looking back on it, it's kind of great because now we we're doing do like, like meal kits. And, yeah, yeah, so we had a we had a business. coffee shop on yeah, the on main, main street, street that was like, was like we were like, baby. oh, it so great! Like it was like this little pocket coffee shop. You I went there a handful of times. down yeah, and awesome. grab a sandwich and a coffee, like really yeah. small hole in the wall and joint. We specifically took that location because we wanted to tap into the markets that we normally don't really fit in with. So yeah. we were like, oh my gosh, twenty thousand people show up for Chili Fest, or well, we, we twenty thousand for uh, we, we opened it. it. No, yeah. no, 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 it was the Enchanted Okotoks, Light Up Okotoks, one of the two. It was one of the like wintry kind of things. It was nuts. We were like, we're just going to hold on to this till summer events happen and then March and then, happened and yeah. everything closed. And we were like, we're Great. just going to close this and cut yeah. our losses. And yeah. We had just on. leased all that equipment. Yeah. So good. So happy. <laughs> Not a costly but, mistake at all. <laughs> but but we got to take that equipment and really like like upgrade the, lo- the main location. So yeah. like 
an extra cooler by the espresso machine. And then the merchandising yeah, cooler nice. has all of our, yeah. you know, take home grocery stuff. We, you know, make pickles and ferment cabbage. We got and hot sauce dressings. We already had meal in kits. shop and we were able to, it was kind of one of those moments where everyone was stuck at home. No one wanted to cook, but no one wanted takeout every night. So we kind of bridged everything together and we went through our whole pantry and we yeah. were like, yes, we can the, make taco just, kits. Well, and but we can make pasta. But not only that, like put everything into a container and to sell, sell it. Because it. like, People will be like, oh, I love your aioli. Like, well, we make that from scratch. Yeah. Oh, I love your hot sauce. Well, that's like it's fermented hot sauce. hot sauce and it's like our thing. It's in bottles. Or the cashew satay dressing is like people's mm-hmm. like, oh is to pour it all yes. over yourself <laughs> yeah. and, and rub one. it yeah. in. Like okay. all of that stuff that's in containers now was never there. And, and yeah. we're just like, it is good. It's yeah, good enough. To, it's great of, to sell like that. Be, I, I love having it in my fridge. So I'm sure. Yeah. There's, and there are lots of people who love having that stuff in their fridge. Mm, so, yeah. well, and that leads yeah. me to my next question. So there's some expansion opportunities and all of the things you're talking about. Cause my Definitely. brain instantly goes be like, yeah, how can I scale well, all actually, those things? Right. So you, yeah. We what, were, what are your expansion? You guys obviously, you're, yeah. you, cause you're business owners, you got to yeah. have some visions. So pre COVID, we had a lot of door knocking going on specifically for our sauces all that kind of stuff. And we opened the coffee shop with the idea of a main location kind of being the mothership and having little pop-ups that we could do inside other properties uh, that would be fed from the mothership. Like we could make everything in one spot and we could send it to all these other places. Uh, And we started to mess around with that concept and then the world stopped. So we pause that concept uh and now we're starting to do a lot more of like the take home stuff we're doing all the bottled sauces all that kind of stuff and we'd like to see that move forward but we're now is it okay to talk about this (laughs) a little bit i think we can like tease it a bit we're talking about doing some ghost kitchen stuff out of our space specifically straight to skip the dishes so spoiler alert little fast and fresh is going to be on skip the dishes and we for like the longest time we're like so against it we're like we're way too punk to go and skip the dishes (laughs) and now we don't have anyone else who can drive and we're so busy we can't like send anybody and i just i like the idea of being able to offer delivery all the time yeah. Because there's yeah. lots like we, we we did it in house and it was great for a while. Like it's um, literally putting one kid through university. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 they're responsible and stuff and, and but it's not for it's not for everything. And and now it seems like the right time to, to look at those on. different yeah. technology. Is it is what it is. It's just yeah, evolving it's just and tacking on a new upgrade so now we're we're talking about some kind of ghost kitchen stuff how we could duplicate that how we could sell it to other restaurants so they could duplicate it with everything kind of buttoned up in a bow but as far as little's concerned we would have to take a step back and have some type of distribution center because we do recipe all our own stuff so we would either have to find a manufacturer to do it for us right to bottle everything and more locations or we would have to do it ourselves and that was that was Uh, definitely the like Everything would have to drop, dial down, dial a yeah. level down as far we as quality wise. We can't do the quality yeah. and the volume and have multiple locations because we would basically need to clone Jared. And isn't it, that the goal though? Is to find the <laughs> clone? Like that's my goal. If I could find someone who can re- yeah, find absolutely. my replacement, yeah. and eventually. <laughs> and truthfully, I feel like finding his replacement is the technology pieces to yeah. make that possible. And yeah. so we could potentially franchise, but we would have to have some place that was making the sauces and the falafel and the cauliflower and 
etc etc and we would have to essentially become our own food production facility which is not outside of the scheme of possibilities there's definitely ways to do it we're just not wealthy enough to yeah really, it's still not recovering quite there. we're, we're still, not quite there yeah. yeah we got our teeth we're kicked still, in like absolutely mashed and it was one of those things where we were like right on the cusp of like oh my gosh it's finally making sense all the pieces are fitting too easy everything was good and then it was like (laughs) (laughs) and now we're back to being a new business but there's a lot of stuff kind of in the works and all the lessons that we've learned like we're definitely on that when you haven't quit totally like there's no quit you guys are just steaming ahead right yeah Yeah. so I think we're lucky in the sense that we have a lot of peers that I hate to say it, but are in kind of worse places than us. So every day that I'm feeling Debbie Downer, I'm like, oh, he lost $263,000. And you just kind of, it sucks to say, but you have to remember that someone's in a tougher spot. And the full honesty moment, I, when my health was really bad and we were kind of at this, should we even bother to keep going kind of thing. I contacted a consolidation expert to see what our options were with uh, any debt that's left over on the business. And they were like, you guys are really successful. You guys are doing great. And I was like, if this is success, I where did help. you move the bar? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I are we looking at the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the, what is success? And I think sometimes it's important to have that reality check of even though you think you're not doing well, you are actually doing mm-hmm. quite well. And, and maybe you're, idea of what success was was a little skewed i think that's true too i think that's a very valid point is i think we see so much of people's success on social media Mm. and like to me it's bullshit totally yeah it's just it's not it's not reality or like reality is like it it's a freaking battle to get to seven figure business like for anybody yeah so it doesn't matter who you are. If, if you can even start to remotely start working your way, that could take 15 years. It doesn't totally. matter, but it's a battle. And people are like, oh, yeah, I'm a millionaire. Yeah, uh, sure. That's just Show sure me. luck. Do you yeah. have access to a million dollars Yeah, like if you have access to – do you have right. a million dollars in your bank account? Because those are two very, very, very different, different things. And like, homie, you're selling stuff that you bought off Alibaba and you're repackaging it and selling it. I'm not believing a word you're saying. And also, like, for small businesses, our our deck is stacked in a different direction. We don't have the same access to stuff. We don't have mm-hmm. the same lending rates. We don't have all that kind of stuff. So, like, us, we're completely self-funded. Jared and I, we had to put our house on the line whole nine yards just to get the doors open. Whereas other food franchises, you're like, how do they have six locations already? Yeah. It's like, oh, they have a lot of private money. And yeah. you're not playing at the same Which they're game. also reporting to other people. And there's totally. a lot of different stress involved. Yeah, right? private like, money's a whole different game, right? It's a whole game, other right? thing. Yeah. And you guys are in control of everything, yeah, exactly. which You're is incredible. You're beholden to those other people who are yeah. involved too, right? And it, so. whenever, whenever I've worked with other people love them they're great but oftentimes the people who are holding the money don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of like that business experience so Mm -hmm. they have experience in a different avenue of kind of money gathering and so they don't really understand the day-to-day operations so when you're like we can't do that (laughs) and they're like but we're gonna it sucks it's a really tough place to be so Mm -hmm. You're just not playing the same game. You're not reaching the same targets and it becomes what is success for your business. One, what is success in your brain too? Like what in your mindset? Like, are you, are you happy? Like 
living just a very comfortable, sustainable life? Mm-hmm. Are you happy eating dirt to like hit a crazy plateau on a goal? Yeah. Where, where, where do you find that? And are you building a life that you don't have to escape from? Like yeah. do, when you go to work, do you have to escape? Like that's not something that's a su- super lot of fun I, to do, right? I definitely noticed that during COVID. It was kind of like that great divorce moment that everyone was having because they weren't leaving. They weren't escaping. So either like he wasn't going up north or they weren't going to Mexico every six months and they were forced to actually be together. Mm-hmm. Whereas we'd been working together nonstop and we actually really like each other. So it was pretty easy to navigate yeah. that piece of it. And I remember talking to other people and them being like, oh, I'm going to kill him if we don't get to Bora Bora. And I'm like, maybe you should work on your marriage. Oh. <laughs> yeah, do just you- we'll just do a shameless plug. You can always buy the business life of husband and wife book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we wrote a book at the beginning of COVID. I love it. <laughs> Indigo and Chapters Across Calgary. Brilliant. Look at you. Yeah. yeah. No big That's deal. Awesome. Have That's you guys awesome. recorded the audio book yet? You should no. record the it's on our list. It's on the Thank list. Yeah. For reminding us. I'm going to. Yeah, the <laughs> There's the spoiler. Person. Everyone's seen the post, but we are working on it. It is in production as it's well as. It's just a matter of whose voice they'd like to listen to. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the flexion's like. It depends on the day. Sometimes my flexion, I sound really good podcasty, and other times it's going to be you who do knows. Not. <laughs> a little bit. Okay, guys, we're going to hit, yeah. uh, we're hitting the end of the episode here, but I want to get Robin to ask her oh, a favorite, favorite question, question, you guys. Yeah. Um, if you guys could go back and give your younger self some advice, like before this whole little fast and fresh started, what advice would you give yourself? Um, my, <laughs> like my funny thing is don't marry a chef. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. Buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Truthfully, we And do. sell when? <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. We do actually know somebody who bought Bitcoin when it was a thousand bucks a Wow! I know some people who bought it eight dollars. Yeah, they yeah. did really well. Yeah, she's don't distract working. them from the question. Yeah, anyway. oh, yeah. yeah just... if we could go back in time, uh, I think I would say stop wasting time. Like I, I'm really thankful for the journey that I had, all the places that I worked, all the things that I did. But I would say I regret not getting serious about life faster. And now I have a better understanding of how to enjoy life and work versus before. I was definitely in that. I want to have fun. So I'm working to pay for the fun that I'm having. Yeah. Uh, so I wish I had smartened up a little earlier. Or like incorporated the fun into, into the work. It. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and just didn't, uh, didn't dink around. Like it was great. <laughs> I'm super glad I yeah. did it, but I just wish I hadn't lived as day to day. I wish I had seen the bigger picture sooner, but I definitely was that young punk kid who was like, I'm not going to live forever. Live, yeah. live life, work part time, and like go travel and do stuff. And now I'm like, oh man, the places I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> but the places you've been, totally right. That's yes. true. And and you know, it's it's kind of half a one. Hindsight's hard too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a hard question. There's there's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. I I feel kind of the same about that because yeah. I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade any of the shit that I've done. Totally. In, in, like before, like living with eight of my friends in a, you know, in an in apartment, an absolute, an absolute piece of shit apartment in, in Vancouver, oh, yeah. but going on tour and yeah. playing shows yeah. in the States and like doing all sorts of fun shit. Like that's the stuff that fuels what I love so much now. So now when we have so. really so, young stuff, we can be like, back in our day. Back when I was your age, you should go do that. You should go do being crazy, do crazy yeah. things. So maybe it's, it's experience life. It's yeah. not the best advice. That's, I think, I think that's, part of it like we never we never 
went on like huge trips together or <laughs> did all that kind of stuff. Like we eloped. Our the only tr- like big trip that we did together was when we went and got married. Like yeah. 11, 11 years ago. I think Ooh, so. Twelve years ago. Twelve. Twelve. Eleven. No, it's some, some Wait, out of there. no, because ten was. This is the business yeah. owners' conundrum as couples because <laughs> yeah. we're Couple. the same. Yeah, well, uh, we we've actually been together since I was in high school. He was my prom date. So yeah, we like oh. full on have grown up together. But we, you know, we didn't do a lot of big trips, but we lived in nice places. We had nice stuff. We went to tons of shows, tons of concerts, tons of movies. Like we just like fun lived. things together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and went and worked for friends for virtually free. Just to help them instead of what was best this financially is sound for awful us. awful on the receiving end. Yeah. That, like, that sounds terrible. Right? Yeah, that does not sound You worked for free for your friend? Yeah. But now they all work and came and yeah, helped us. Right? Like, full circle. Yeah. It's all a that full stuff. circle. It's, yeah. It's exactly, yeah. 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 So there, part of me wishes that we hadn't done it, but then I kind of question where we'd be and what mm-hmm. kind of peer group we would have. Totally. So I don't know. Maybe I don't have any regrets. I don't, I don't really have I don't anything. Think so. No, full see, that's, moment. that's, and I think, yeah. that's, circle there. I think, yeah, yeah you can't, yeah. most people have that very similar answer. Once they've gone through it in their head, they're even one answer and they're like, but at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't really change no. too, yeah. too much because yeah. I'm here where I'm sitting right now yeah. Yeah. Because and of where we're sitting choices. here recording this podcast I, because of choices we've all made. Yeah. Really. And I feel like we have such rich, like stories, stories to share with people. Like I'm always telling stories to the guys at the shop and it's like, he's yeah. like, you know, younger kids that were there. I'm like, like yes, that was like, you guys are like, like, like <laughs> me when I was that like, yeah. and they're like, Hey, can I have Saturday off to play a show? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. My, like my old boss in Vancouver would be like, uh, I was like, I'm going on tour for a month, a month and a half. Can <laughs> I have a month and a half off? And he's like, but you say rock and roll never wait doesn't wait for anybody so yeah. it's like go do it and i was like yeah. what yeah. he's the coolest yeah. coolest boss and i was like man I, w- I want to you know pay respect to that because i yeah. it just was it's such a rich and, part of my yeah we lived a lot of places of we did a lot of really cool stuff so yeah. we didn't do a lot of traveling but we no. we did get the opportunity to just cool stuff yeah so. i think That's so incredible be irresponsible Lots of fun stories Make yeah be, that is the, that is what <laughs> enriches life is yeah. being yeah. is the yeah. henry rollins thing oh my gosh. just throw yourself into the we, fray when we lived in vancouver i um i was a, a manager for a place called starbucks for a really long time um uh, but i was the person who would go in and like fix their stores that were falling apart so i worked kind of all over the place but we would drive to seattle go to a show be there till one o'clock in the morning, turn around and drive back. And I'd get dropped off at whatever store I was working at at five 30 in the morning and <laughs> open the store and work for eight hours and oh, then go home the and young sleep. body. Hey. Pearl, and like, Pearl jam yeah, to Starbucks. Hey? Like, yeah, that's quite a role. Pretty much just living my best life. And half the time I'd be like, I don't even know where I'm supposed to go. Like, yeah. But then I would get to work and everyone would be like, she's so professional. I'm like, I showered in a gas station. But that's, that's, your, <laughs> that's your experience. And now when you guys are having a shit, show at the shop you're yeah. just like this what is, shit show yeah, yeah. No ain't the worst i've seen and i think <laughs> maybe that's the trick like you have to really go through the trenches because jared and i have both had services where we've been like let's just burn it to the ground yeah. and so if stuff goes wrong at the shop we're like what internet like the other day there's no debit across canada like well, we're all oh, in it together good. no big yep. deal no. Heck all of it. everything's fine yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. There's those days. It's just so dumb. Like, oh, this has been a great week. And then the terminals just don't work all day. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, fuck 
kid. <laughs> you know? <So> maybe <laughs> this has got a great groove going. The threw actual, off my groove. The actual Too answer easy. is just, like, don't open a business. Is that yeah. the actual answer? More or less. No, have some life experience before you open a business. Yeah, I think I think I think the whole the whole concept of the show is just like get some life experience before you know taking the dive because there's a lot of real world experience you can't get it unless you do it. Well, we we even noticed that with people that we hire from really reputable culinary programs, they're great. They have amazing tactile skills, but when it comes to like an actual like whiteout where it's just chits across the entire board. The printer's still going, the door won't close. The phones are ringing chaos. They crumple. So like, yeah, they can Julianne carrots, but they can't actually work online. And it, that's, that's all the stuff that just experience yeah. helps. It just helps like, well, it helps you guys train them too totally. to deal yeah. with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause you guys are going to be calm under fire so that They're that calm. should pass on to your, yeah. your people. Right. Yeah. In theory, but like <laughs> they're going to follow the leader. One. Most These people are going to yeah. follow the leader yeah. to a degree, right? Once True. they've seen yeah. you not freak out and like throw a knife across oh, the room or something, right? Oh, that they're is so like, like we do not have, have that. Fuck. Yeah. Anybody like seriously? I have such a problem with that. I, like the chefs that like lead the by fear chefs. and are oh. total assholes. Like, come at me. I do not <laughs> care. Like you are not, yeah, not your, helping uh, with the industry. Staff retention out there, yeah, I, I just I cannot. I don't want to get on this. But but that gets you guys like that's kind of is it, like you keep yourself level and yeah. you're keeping your yeah. people level, right? So that's yeah. like you're working on your leadership skills. So you've developed that from being a part of these mm-hmm. shit shows, yeah. right? Well, they've yeah, created absolutely. a culture, right? Positive you've created leadership. a very healthy culture, and people yeah. want to stay around for totally. that. Totally. Positive leadership, like when- mentorship and yeah. and guidance and being being there for your team like yeah. it, it just like and 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 being there to answer the questions even the hard like hard questions easy questions whatever it might be just yeah yeah answering all the questions oh, and i man. think like you know if there's any life lesson i can give to future entrepreneurs or people who want to start a business like work your business don't don't walk into business ownership thinking that you can easily walk away from it. <laughs> if you're not willing to wash the dishes, don't open your business. Mm-hmm. And the space that we took over, you know, I talked about it at the beginning. It was an edible arrangements. It lasted 13 weeks. It was a group of people who went to a franchisee conference at the Roundup Center. They had 400 grand burning a hole in their pockets. So they dumped it into a franchise and then refused to actually cut fruit. Like they refused to actually operate it. It stayed open for 13 weeks and they lost $400,000 because they wouldn't wash fruit. So if you're not willing to stick your hand down a grease trap during the middle of a Saturday because the plumber can't get there, don't open a friggin' business. If you're not willing to do the most unsexy side of it, don't bother. That's great advice. That's great advice. So that's <laughs> a wicked way to end the show. Yeah. So thank you guys for coming thank you on. So yeah. This was like yeah. thanks for having very us. valuable for a lot of people, valuable for us too, because we don't really get to sit down and chat with like this is the best part about this yeah. this whole episode. We we get to sit down and chat with people we don't really chat with. They kind of know each other and have met and stuff, but we don't really sit down and just you know, bullshit about totally. I don't businesses. sit down. <laughs> so, yeah. This there is you nice. Go. This he is usually nice. eats over a garbage I eat, can. Yeah, mostly <laughs> standing up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, can Thank you let her. our listeners know where they can find you yeah. on socials? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. It's at a, Little Fast Fresh on, on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and our, Well, Facebook is like 
Yeah, like our www. Facebook is pretty Facebook. much Facebook.com slash slash little, little fast, fast fresh. fresh eh. Do you guys have um, your TikTok or Twitter? Or? Uh, we don't have TikTok or Twitter, but we do have our website, and you can see our full menu. You can order from there, and that's littleeats.ca. So that's yeah. the one. Perfect. When new stuff comes online, that's where, usually where it gets posted first. On uh, Instagram. Well, on Instagram, and then and the linked to it, it gets linked to the website. So. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's the one. We're going to look forward Fun. to you guys on uh, Skip the Dishes because we yes. never leave our shop. So yeah. super I'm handy. Yeah, yeah. Really good. <laughs> I'm pretty pumped on that. Yeah. So. Okay, guys. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. We want to thank Jared and Michelle for coming on again. Yes. And you can always, as always, you can find us at businesslifeathusbandwife.ca. And the same thing is for Instagram and Facebook are the exact same handles. And that is the end of episode 23, guys. Thanks, everyone. Swish. Nice. Jordan. <laughs> Running a business without an HR consultant is like driving a car without insurance. It's dangerous and can end up costing you a lot of money. Key Instincts is an online HR consultant firm that can help you with all your human resource essentials. From the stuff you just don't have time for, like writing up contracts and documentation, to getting the right people in the right seats through talent acquisition, and let's not forget about helping you create an outstanding company culture. Connect with us online at www.keyinstincts.com or email us at hello at keyinstincts.com. Key Instincts putting the human back in human resources. As always, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow, share, and subscribe online. Check us out on all social medias at Business Life of Husband and Wife. 